Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be worse. Is this our like is, is this hard. like a fifth anniversary podcast? But it could fifth be anniversary? Not yeah. even close. Really? We're not even to four. Oh. Sorry, I we started this thing in August of 2015. It just shows you how hard life flatters. is. It seems like it's been five years or more. <sighs> Speaking of the flat Earth, I watched the, the the video from the launch of the Falcon 5 heavy rocket that just launched last night. Okay. And I was really amazed. You could watch the, the reverse view back towards the Earth, and they actually, in real time faked a spherical earth in the video wow that's pretty impressive technology uh, today is just it's, outstanding it's amazing you know. what they can do and if you think about the amount of min- money they spend to perpetuate this hoax and i still haven't figured out why they're perpetuating it why don't they just tell us the earth is flat and be done with it all this money that they're spending perpetuating the f- round or spherical earth hoax could be spent on war Exactly. We could be killing so so many more people. But it turns out, I just found out recently, that we won't even need a war. Um, There is a, it's not a new fungus, but it's a fungus called Candida auris. And for those... Candy who? Candida. C-A-N-D-I-T-A hyphen A-U-R-U-S or something like that. Um, It's a, it's a fungi. And, He's uh, a fun guy. It's a fun guy. Yeah, you're gonna like this one. So it's been around forever. Apparently, it's it's in you know the general population. It's out there, and, and you know it's it's not uncommon. When they started having trouble with it, they were wondering where it came from, and they were trying to figure out you know when it first appeared on the scene and where you know where it came from and all this. Well, one of the things that that was weird is it popped up all over the world. Like they've had. Uh, what do you want to say, occurrences, uh, attacks, or whatever, infections of this fungus in people um, in like seven countries. And and it sort of happened simultaneously. But what, mm. they've, what they've figured out is that the problem is, um, and we know this, we knew this already, um, is, is that we are killing off the other fungus that would normally compete with it and sort of keep it under control. Ah, yeah, the fungus among us. Um, the fungus among us. So here's the deal, right? This fungus has developed resistance to pretty much everything. It's this. This shit is tough. It's not that it's resistant to drugs. It's that you can't kill it. Um, so this guy died in a New York hospital, and this is actually the article I was reading about it in New York. Uh, is either the New York Times or the, or the? Yeah, I think it was New York Times. Um, and this guy died in this hospital in New York, and and after he died, they checked the room, you know, and found that this fungus that killed him was on the walls, on the bedposts, the bedpan, the bedspread, the curtains, everything in the room had this fungus on it. Like this shit was just growing everywhere. I mean, is it like this visible, or is no, like they no, scientifically no. are determining this? No, they just swab Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, they Microsoft. just yeah, they use Microsoft. Microsoft. That's Scopes. it. They call Bill Gates. Bill Gates comes in with his super fungus yeah. detector. Um, mm. That's okay. <laughs> anyway, I get what you're saying. <sighs> 
yeah. Microscope. This isn't really a funny. Yeah, the microscope. Yeah, this isn't really a funny story. Um, even though it could be, it's not really. <laughs> We're all gonna die. Isn't well, this really fungus funny? kills forty-five percent of the people it infects. Um, so it's pretty serious. And here's the kick: there's nothing they can do to stop it. Nothing. Nothing. Okay, so so they've got this room. The person died. He's gone now. They've got an empty room. They've got to clean it. So so they uh, um, they have to bring in special cleaning gear to clean this fungus off of everything. And they actually had to replace certain things in the room because they couldn't kill the fungus on it. And when this happened in, in London, at a, at, a, at a hospital in London, a similar thing happened. They closed the room up and used a special... Um, Thing that would aerosolize hydrogen peroxide, and this apparently would kill anything. They said, you know, there's this, and they figured because they aerosolized it, it would get into all the cracks and get right. everywhere. And you know, they like did this. They they left this thing in the room they for like could mist it basically. Yeah, yeah, it's misting this this hydrogen peroxide solution all over the place, and and they left this thing on for like a day, and then they went back in the room and they put a, a petri dish in there. Um, and, uh, and and closed the room back up and ch- checked to see if they'd killed this thing. And when they checked what was growing in the petri dish, the only thing left alive in that room was Candida auris, this fungus that they're trying. <laughs> it's the only thing that didn't didn't get killed. So that's so, that's how tough this thing is. Right. So I got a dumb question. Right. So mm-hmm. the theory is that the reason this stuff is so potent is because we have killed off other fungus that it competed with. Right. Right. Well, there's two steps. Um, one is okay. So you take a fungicide and you put it on. And this is, by the way, people are going to be like washing things now. Like, oh my god, this fungus. No, no, no. It's the opposite. Don't wash. But the thing is, you take your fungicide and you put it on your surface that you want to kill the fungus on, and it kills most of the fungus. Right. The ones that survive are the ones that are you know uh, tough, stronger. Right. They survive, but but not only do they survive, but now they have no competition. So you got two steps. First of all, you're filtering for the ones that can survive, even if it's not like say not all Candida auris could survive. Maybe some of them didn't have the right genes, but they they mutated. The ones that did survive were the ones that reproduced. So it's it's it's, it's seriously the law of, uh, of survival of the fittest. Right, um, Darwinism. Yeah, and when there's normal competition. When you just let the fungus, you know, do their thing. And the same thing happened with MRSA, um, the multi-whatever drug-resistant, you know, staph- staphylococcus. Um, that's something the hospitals have a real problem with. The same thing happened there because it, there's a reason this occurs most in hospitals is because that's where they clean the most. So they're out there. They're always disinfecting, right? I knew it. Dang it. I've been saying that. Yeah. I mean, the more you disinfect, people, a lot of, I mean, people buy these, you know, antibacterial soaps and these, and, and doctors have been saying for years, and people that are in the know have been saying for years, don't use these, right. you know, just use normal soap, just wash your hands, because these things don't kill the stuff you want to kill, they kill everything else. Um, in any case, this is what we've been well, doing. Well, that gets, that gets to my question, though. So, I, if the theory is that it's the... Killing the other fungus is what enables this one to thrive. Then why don't we just bring the other fungus back oh, to compete with it? Well, actually, I mean, in most cases, we have the other fungus. I mean, most of the places we go on the planet have a thriving population of, of microorganisms. 
of all kinds. Right now, even as we speak, your skin is crawling with yes. fungi. It's crawling with fungus and bacteria, and there's probably some viruses around and all these there's things. A, you know, some mites on there. And we have evolved over the centuries to deal with that. I mean, our bodies are, you know, have basically grown up in this world. What what our bodies aren't used to is a world where all the good bacteria are dead and only the bad ones are left. So yeah, in a world where all the good bacteria are dead. <laughs> well, so here's another example because we have a triple threat here. Um, the uh, the weeds. Okay, so so we put. We do the same thing with weeds we do with bacteria and fungus. We we basically put something on them to kill them. We go, oh, we don't, right. we don't want weeds. Roundup. Roundup. Glyphosate, yeah, which is Roundup. Um, there's actually a couple more. There's 2,4-D, and there's another one that I don't remember the name of. But um, recently, well, not even recently. This has been going on for a long time. But pigweed, if you put something on it, the next generation is resistant. Like, it... It just learns to resist whatever you do. If you do the same thing year after year, it thrives, and it thrives Pigweed especially. Sounds like something I'd get at a at a dispensary. Yeah, <laughs> is that not the case? Pigweed? No, it's just the. It's just Dude, the, man, try the pigweed. And it's this huge, ugly, thick-stalked weed. We just have it in the fields. But now it has no competition. Okay, so you, what you've done is you've killed off all the weeds that can't adapt and can't deal with the herbicide. And you've left the one weed that can. And so now here's a visible example of how this works. Same thing's happening in the other two cases. But in this case, we can see the weed. We can go, oh, look at that. But we've got this thing that's spreading all over the country and just taking over fields because there's nothing that'll kill it. And and there's nothing to compete with it because you just killed all of its competition aside from your actual right. crop and your crop sucks i mean your crop crops are domesticated plants i mean as a gar- any gardener knows weeds are much tougher than the plants we've domesticated because we basically have bred them to be tasty and sweet and not to have you know all these tough properties that weeds right. have we don't want them to have thorns and yeah and we don't seeds if you think of lettuce lettuce is actually like a derivative of a sow thistle it comes from like a, 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 dan- who? a south thistle. It's a, a south thistle. A th- 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 it's a derivative thistle. of a south thistle. I'm going to sigh. Um, I'm going yeah, to sigh. <laughs> well, so, uh, similar to dandelions. It's a, but, but the thing is, if you were to, like, okay, lettuce is, is, has been bred to not have the bitterness. If you were to eat the weed version, it's very bitter. You have to get it very young, or it's bitter, and you have to cook. You have to boil it like three times to change the water out three times to get it to not be bitter. So, yeah, we we've, we've bred out the bitterness in our plants. We've but we've also made them very fragile. So when the weeds come in, they, our plants are not even competition. The weeds will just take over. They'll grow faster. They'll overtake them. They'll choke them out. So basically, pigweed has got you know he's got the whole world now. He's like yeah, they killed everything else. It's all mine. You know. Let us think about that for a minute. No, we can't do that. No, I said lettuce, lettuce. <laughs> oh, lettuce, lettuce, lettuce. Okay, geez, I miss the jokes most of the time. Oh, I hope no. our listeners are better at catching your jokes than I am. Well, um, they are after I explain them. So, as long as we're on this topic, right? Yeah. And this is uh, we we have the Life Is Hard book club, right? And so far, we have one book. Well, two books. Oh, I'm uh, reading a book. 
Well, hold on. Don't, okay. don't okay. get to that book yet, All because right. I'm still on the first, the original book for the Life is the Hard Sapiens book club. One. I'm still working through it. Sapiens, right? And don't tell me, don't spoil it, but, <laughs> but what kind of a bastard is wheat? I know, I know. Right? I mean, I'm I'm right at that point. Like, they just told me that, and I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. But, but why? Like, wheat is, you know, uh, I'm earlier in the book, right? And I don't want to spoil too much, but they talk about these crazy beliefs of people that are uh, an, uh, anamorphic, and something. Oh, the ones where, that believe all animals have spirits, and yeah. Well, not only animals. Everything, yeah, plants, rocks, everything. Exactly. So the yeah. rocks have intent, like, don't make the rock angry. And, and I'm like, wheat is a fucking bastard. Yeah. You know, like, holy shit. Yeah, but, well, we lost but, that battle. Yeah, but, well, uh, don't tell me. Don't spoil it. I'm right <laughs> at that point where, like, I've got to know why. Like, what is wheat thinking? You know, what were they planning? How did they do this? But I'm not sure if anybody actually determined what the wheat was thinking. But Well, yeah. I'm just saying, though, like, that maybe the anamorphic people have a point. Like, wheat was plotting this for decades. Well, plants do have Eons, more, more genes than we do. They, they're very highly sophisticated organisms. We don't give plants enough credit. And we kill them a lot. Well, I eat them. I live on them. But we don't give them enough credit. I mean, you know, they, they have a lot of... Uh, a lot of... They've been around longer than we have. They've been evolving longer than we have. Plants came first. If it were not for plants, actually, specifically, blue-green algae started the whole thing. But if it weren't for photosynthesis, right, you wouldn't have oxygen. And therefore, there would be no animals. Plants started creating oxygen long before animals came along. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so they actually created the atmosphere that we can breathe. So they brought us into existence to do what they did. Well, then maybe that was just them uh, getting us under look. I'm going to show you who's boss. Well, it may be that from the beginning it was all part of the plan. I mean, plants might actually be God. They might have planned this whole thing. They may know how this all all goes down. They'd be like, yeah, we already know how this story ends. Right. Plants might have made us. Yep. Well, they did. Just to do their bidding. As much as anything did, plants did. I mean, really. um, That's an interesting theory, right? Because we breathe out carbon monoxide, and maybe the plants said, hmm, how can we get more carbon monoxide? Dioxide. Dioxide, yeah, Yeah. not monoxide. Careful with that monoxide thing. But we probably do breathe out. Yeah, Yeah, our blood carries carbon monoxide if we breathe it in, and then it cuts down our blood's capability of carrying oxygen, which is why you die of carbon monoxide poisoning when you breathe too much of it. Well, okay. We're confusing the science. So what I meant was carbon dioxide, which the plants use. That's what they would want us to make. And they thought, hmm, we need to create a being that will breathe in the oxygen we give off and give us carbon dioxide back. Well, here here we are thinking like we're all supreme and everything, and the plants have been laughing at us quietly the whole time. But not to ruin your conspiracy theory or anything, but that's sort of how nature always works. There's always like a balancing act, right? Something comes along that eats this, and then something comes along that provides it. Well, not in that order, obviously. Something comes, something comes along, and something comes along to eat it, basically. There's always like the cycle of life, right? Yeah, there's some kind of saying like that. Like, there's always a bigger fish or something. Oh, fish! So a guy in Washington... North Carolina. 
was evicted and he left his fish tank and his fish behind. Maybe not by choice. I'm not sure. I haven't heard the guy's side of the story. But he anyway, got evicted and he left a fish. He left he a fish. He did not take the fish with him. Yeah, right. Did not take the tank. Didn't take any of that. Yeah, I suspect he wasn't. I, I'm just guessing, but I suspect that when he got evicted, he didn't have the wherewithal to load all that up. He probably left some furniture behind, too. He probably packed up what he needed and left. Um, but in any case, they, they tried to charge him with animal uh, cruelty or abandonment or something, right? And um, which is who did the the uh, government, North Carolina, like the people versus Mister Jones. Okay, hold on. It's um, this is on WECT. I'm just clicking it here. Uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, yeah, let's see. District the district attorney's office announced Tuesday that charges against a Wilmington man. Oh, I thought it was Washington. Sorry, I got that all wrong. Accused of abandoning his pet fish have been dismissed. We take a very dim view of anyone who would abuse any great creature or small and appreciate the Animal Services Division enforcement of the laws to protect vulnerable animals, District Attorney Ben David said in his news release. Fish are not protected under these statutes. Therefore, all charges against Mr. Hinson are dismissed. Fish are not animals. Right. Exactly. They are to be eaten. Yeah, he was going to be charged with three counts of misdemeanor cruelty to animals and one count of abandonment of an animal. <laughs> yeah. His I didn't even know they had laws like that. For those people, though, who are worried about the fish, it was rescued. It is being nursed back to health. So, What kind of a fish is it? Is it like it a goldfish? It was gold an fish? Oscar fish. Oh, yeah. those I, I remember those. They like uh, that's the, Those are the ones that we started this podcast talking about how we... You know, killed the bacteria or whatever. Isn't that what Oscars do? They like clean the tank. They suck the shit off of the side. You know, I'm Isn't not that those. I'm not sure, but this one ended up with a little too much to do. Apparently, the tank got just you know really disgusting. And probably, I mean, if he was evicted, it probably was also unplugged. So probably the oxygen level dropped. And the fish was in pretty tough shape when they found it, but it wasn't dead, and they apparently have managed to save it. So. <laughs> Oh, I want to go back to this fungus thing one more time. So, so I, here's kind of a conspiratorial thing. Um, we don't hear about when these things happen. When some hospital has an outbreak of some fungus or resistant bacteria or whatever, they are not required to let anybody know. Not the patients in the hospital, not the general public. The only people they report this to are the CDC. And the CDC is required by law to not tell anybody. To not tell anybody that the hospital has an outbreak of something? Right. Yeah. Why would that be? What sense does that... Because we don't want to incite panic or what? Um, well, because people wouldn't go to the hospital. Yeah, I mean, people would stop going to that <laughs> hospital. It's bad advertising. It is. And the states... I mean, let's face it. The states make the laws... I mean, they make the state laws, but also your state representatives make the laws at the federal level. And the states didn't want the CDC to be blabbing uh, when when they got reports from their hospitals. They they didn't want anybody to know. So you know, every time we get into a healthcare discussion, it just gets worse. I know like how much power do these fuckers have? <laughs> you know, we're like make it illegal to tell you that anything bad could happen to you if you go to the hospital. Yeah, well, and if, and if you consider... Besides charging you $50,000 for a test or, 
you know, writing the laws so that you get screwed over in your insurance or don't get proper health care. Now, in addition to that, any time that it could be possibly dangerous to your health to come to a hospital, we're forbidding any government agency to tell you about it, and we're not going to tell you about it. Right. You can't even call the hospital and get a straight answer. They did say in this article who you would call at the hospital if you were to ask the question, but they don't have to tell you. So it's it's really you you don't you, you can't call the hospital and say, Oh, by the way, have you got any infections that are running rampant through your hospital at the moment that might kill me if I come in? Um they'd be like, Well, we might, we might not, but we can't tell you. That's right. I, we take the most precautions. Yeah, it just I mean this this particular fungus has shut down entire sections of hospitals because it's so indestructible and if anybody has it on them they could carry it anywhere and we wouldn't even know about it until possibly someone was infected. So but but here's I might have it now. Here's what I want people to take away from this though. I do not want them to go and be like I need more fungicides. Oh my god, I must clean because this is so dangerous. No, no, no. I want you to go swimming in fungus. I I want you to just love your your neighborhood fungi. Exactly. Um, because this is not about trying to kill this thing. We're not going gonna... to... I want you to go to Kroger and buy a 20-pound bag of mushrooms. <laughs> exactly. Or... Pour them in your bathtub and just rub the mushrooms all over your body. Or you could even go get some of them magic mushrooms that the guy oh. down at the street corner sells and just... All over your body. Yeah. Oh, no, not all over your body. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about... Don't you eat those? Mushrooms. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. They're fungus, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Mushrooms are fungus. Yeah, some of them are deadly, too, but not the ones you buy at the grocery store, thankfully. Because I got, yeah, I eat those all the time. There's mushrooms, I mean, oh my God, there's things that mushrooms can do to you. There's some mushrooms that are like slow, painful death. I mean, you don't even want to get into mushrooms. Oh my gosh. But 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 having having said that though, I mean I don't, I don't want to be anti fungi here. Is all I'm saying. I mean that the, the we are not going to win this war unless some new technology comes along that allows us to just just kill everything you know without allowing any resistance to build up. And even that would change our ecosystem, I think, in ways that we don't even. I was understand. just going to say where there'd be such unintended consequences from that, even that we would breed this like. Super fungus or something. Yeah, I mean, even, I mean even it would just we, get worse. I, I still think we should use the fields as, as our working example, just because you can see this, like it's not invisible. Um, you know, you look at the fields and you see these fields, and, and you you can track this weed basically spreading across the country. And if you find a field that's overrun by pigweed, you can go, okay, this is what we're talking about. This is what happens when you you know try to manipulate the environment to your advantage, and you end up you know, giving the advantage to something else. But I guess what I'm saying is until some new technology comes along that absolutely guarantees success, I think people should stop trying to fight these things and just live with nature as it's intended. Um, but, you know, well, that was out. That's pretty much was my plan. Yeah. Just to reintroduce the competitive fungus. And then that way this thing wouldn't have such free reign. You know what I'm saying? In the infected hospitals where they shut it down, instead of going in there and trying to radiate it or mist uh, hydrogen peroxide or whatever, they should just go in there and spray it with fungus, competing fungus, and let them like battle it out. Let them kill each other. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I honestly don't know if that would work or if that's something the hospital would consider doing because, I mean, again, hospitals are places that are supposed to be really clean. 
They're, they're, well, I'm sure they wouldn't. Their goal doing is it. always to like clean everything and throw everything in the autoclave to you know sterilize it and all this. So, um, you know, I, hospital. That's why I said hospitals are the places you. I, I don't want people to be afraid to go to the hospital, but that is where you find this stuff is in hospitals. <laughs> I don't want you to be afraid to go to the hospital. Well, I mean, people saying, will die if they don't go to the, the hospital. places that you know could kill you. The hospital is number one. Well, keep in mind that in order to get this fungus, you have to sort of, you know, be like immune system depressed to begin with, you know, not already have a healthy fungus population in your body, whatever. I mean, it's, it's, there's, you're not just going to die of this fungus by coming in contact with it. You have already come in contact with this fungus. If you're living but on the this people planet, that go to the hospital are frequently the people who do have Compro- yes, exactly. Compromised immune systems. immune systems, and they're older people or, or really young people, and those are the people that are threatened. They're sick people is who they are. Yeah, but the median age of people that have died from this is seventy-two. What bothers me right now the most? Oh well, they've already lived their full life anyway. Then well, but it's just telling you that people generally are older that that are you know they're weaker people. Um, this could You're be supposed a, to argue with that. Seventy-two is not. I mean, that's not that far. Oh away. no, I'm finished before I'm seventy-two. I'm done. Sixty-five is my limit um, oh, no, no, my no. expiration date but seriously though um the uh, uh lost i lost my train of that's thought, way too close for me man i'm hoping to go you know 90 well and you could if you don't go to the hospital exactly that's what i'm saying never ever i've been saying that for years you just do not go to the hospital well, ever I've, yeah i've always hated hospitals people want me to come to the hospital to visit them i'm like is there any place else i could visit you and they're like well I exactly won't be can't you just not be sick and get yeah. out of there <laughs> yeah. or get well and leave there's exactly. there's there's okay there's one thing i want to do before we run out of time there's like a four more things i want to get to but there's one more thing i definitely want to get four more things oh yeah 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 <laughs> These are most of them are really brief, but but this this one thing I want to say because because round. I am always I am perpetually dissing the police officers. Okay, this everybody you knows are. I'm always picking on police. So I just want to point out the Jacksonville Police Department has North Carolina has been yes North Carolina has been uh, emphasizing training for their officers to use to not use force, not even necessarily lethal force, not use force at all. Um, they've been teaching them ways of dealing with, you know, mental health cases and things like that without to de-escalate problems, you know, instead of escalating things anyway. And it has been paying off in space. Wow, the, what's wrong with them? I know the the numbers are are showing a, an incredible improvement. I believe it's like a seventy five percent decrease in incidents where police have used some kind of force. Um, so this is great, and I and I want to encourage police departments and on a completely unrelated but seems related thing i heard today uh, when i was listening to the radio they were talking about that some small police departments who are getting sued for violence um you know for when they you know accidentally kill somebody and and, and it's not quite not quite a crime but not anyway they, they get a civil civil uh, ruling against them their insurance companies have to pay these civil uh, su- uh whatever comes of it and um their insurance companies are telling them, "Look, if you don't shape up, we're going to drop you. You're not going to you're not going to get insurance." So, how is that completely unrelated? That sounds totally related. Well, it, it, it's related in the sense that they said that larger uh, police forces, either bigger cities like Los Angeles, Chicago, you know, New York, are self insured, so they they don't they they can't have their insurance revoked. Um, obviously, they have to pay these fines out of the, the city's 
finances, but they're not having to worry about losing their insurance. Smaller police departments, apparently, and like I said, this is news to me, I just heard this today, have to be concerned about losing their insurance if they get sued too many times or they appear to not be doing anything about this problem. So, so this, they have more incentive to yeah, yeah, they, not kill people. Exactly. Um, which is great. So wait a second. So you're telling me there's a positive, not only is this a positive police story, but now there's a positive side to actually having insurance companies involved in something. <laughs> I know. It's like, like what did we, did we move to a parallel universe or what? Right. We are in the upside down <laughs> world now. Yeah. Well, we have talked about the whole parallel universe thing. I mean, it could be that we just slipped slipped one over um things things happen you know wow um but i think it's related to the parallel universe thing that that i um found out recently that minnesota is the last state with three two beer laws on the books there was another state i think it was kansas but don't quote me on that who just repealed their last laws. what is a three two beer three two, what is a three two beer period three two beer is a lower alcohol content beer i mean i grew up in minnesota with this we had this all the time like you could buy three two beers in the grocery store it's just the way it's still the way it is today in minnesota the grocery store can only sell three two beer which is a low alcohol content beer now it's not much lower than regular beer regular beer might be 3.6 it might be four it might be even as high as five but but three twos you know pretty close it's just that it's got to be limited to 3.2 and that was an arbitrary number too by the way it's something that they that some legislatures agreed upon um that would be the limit and so here's the problem though is <laughs> brewers have had to, and this is especially a problem for these microbreweries that are, keep popping up around the world, right? I mean, I was, right. we used to have you know major brewers like you know Anheuser Busch, and that was like it. But now it goes microbreweries have to stop; they have to l- limit the alcohol content exactly or less than three point two percent alcohol, and it's a real pain in the ass because they're producing. But only, well, they only have to do that if they want to be in the grocery store if they want to sell in whatever market that limits it yeah and and there's and there's been historically you know like always a split some states have had these laws and some states have not and and the laws apply to like a liquor store can sell strong beer in minnesota but not a grocery store so it's not that you can't get strong beer in minnesota it's just you have to go to a different store and and they're not state liquor stores like in north carolina they're actually commercial liquor stores they just have a license to sell liquor um In any case, so so you, if you're selling beer in Minnesota, you have to have two kinds of beer, right? And you've got to make two kinds of beer, and they're very similar but different, and they're labeled differently and all that. So so the, the breweries don't want to deal with this, and there's one state left, one holdout, and it had to be Minnesota. I mean— well, won't they just ignore them? I mean, won't they just be—I mean, if I'm a brewery, I'm just like, well, fuck Minnesota. We I would. I would, but I don't know how they... Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I don't even know if Minnesotans drink that much beer. They might be like, ah, they're not worth... Minnesotans don't need beer at all. They probably drink whiskey. It's fucking cold in Minnesota. I think it's actually... It's not so much the brewer... It's the the grocery stores. The grocery stores in Minnesota want to be able to sell beer. Sure. And basically, they're not going to be able to because that's exactly what's going to happen is nobody's going to make 3-2 beer, so there will be nothing for them to sell. Um, which means people would in people in Minnesota would simply have to go to the liquor store to get beer, which might be an inconvenience, but it's more of a problem for the grocery store than it is for the people. Right. And so the grocery stores would then campaign to get the law changed, you would think. 
You would hope, but they shouldn't have to. I mean, it's almost like discrimination against grocery stores. I mean, what the... Sure. These, well, are, these, mean, these laws are carry, gonna, carryovers from prohibition, for God's sake. It's going to put them out of business, certainly. Or... I mean, it's At a least stupid law to begin with because all it, their all it means is you have to drink one and a half beers to get the amount of alcohol that you would have drank, you know, got from one beer. It doesn't. Right. It's actually just going to make people fatter. It won't make them less drunk. It might make them pee more, which is <laughs> could be an environmental hazard. Dang it. Now I forget what it was. What? I was going to bring up. The, the rocket video or we're we looking back at the earth? Oh, no, 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 no. But that's close enough because... Um, I don't remember what you said that made me think of it, but they have the picture of the black hole. I figured yes. you'd be all over that. Yes. Uh, well, I actually, I, I mean, it's a picture. Uh, the, well, only, the only thing I really it, have to talk about is the fact that they tried to take credit from the woman who made it uh, because apparently it bothered some people that it was a female that, that actually was responsible for that picture. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's just, Why a, would that just a side that's story. Yeah, it's a, dumb. Yeah, I know it's stupid. <clears throat> but in a, if I was, if we were in the same room, I would right now be pushing you out the door. This podcast is officially ending, and I thank everybody for listening. You guys are great. Well, wait, 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 what, wait, what, wait, what? You're, you're, because oh, I was oh, the black say, hole. Yeah, right. Yeah, that I looked at the picture, and to me, it looks like a black hole. What? <laughs> I mean, of course it, it does. It's like it's no. I mean, it yeah, looks like I know, I know, I know. Straight I know. out of a colonoscopy. I know. Well, there's some. You know what I'm saying? Some, it's a black hole. Of course. What did you expect it to look like? It's a fucking black hole. <laughs> we all have one. There's jets and stuff around it. I mean, it's not. It's yeah, but yeah, it's a black hole. And that's where I'm just and that's saying, where this like, podcast is going to is into a black hole. That's what I'm saying is like it's it's the way of the universe. It's like oh yeah, everything gets sucked in eventually. <laughs> Life is hard. Well, that wasn't quite what I meant. <laughs> where were you going with that? Hard. I'll never tell. But it could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard, but it could be worse.